awesome, wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is uh, Will Moala. I'm the pastor of the Paravista Angola Seventh-day Adventist Churches in South Australia. Thank you for joining us on today's show. This week's theme, we're looking at the theme, Elizabeth, Spiritual Lessons from a Contemporary Queen. And today we're attempting to answer the question, Regal Habits, Are They Just for Royals? And so we're going to be looking at the, obviously, the recent passing of Queen Elizabeth, and we want to see if there are spiritual lessons uh, that we could gain from this contemporary queen. So thank you for joining us today. And uh, we're going to be looking at the topic, Regal Habits. Regal Habits, are they just for Earls? And today my co-host um, is Ricardo Sheffer. He's a pastor of the Adventist Church um, here in South Australia. And uh, we're doing a li- things a little bit different here today because uh, Pastor Ricardo is uh, tuning us um, in via uh, phone. And so uh, he's not able to make it into the studio, but thank you, Pastor Ricardo, that you're able to uh, tune in with us um, from your mobile device. Good to hear you on the show today, Ricardo. Hello, Will. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, praise God. And so God, uh, so good that you're able to tune in. Hey, listen, we're going to be looking at our topic this week, um, for me and you, uh, Pastor Ricardo and the rest of our team about, uh, Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth. Are there spiritual lessons that we could learn from her leadership, her role as a contemporary queen? And so, so, um, yeah, we're going to be looking at that, uh, in just a few moments. And no doubt, Pastor Ricardo, um, you know, the world has been, I guess, being glued to what has been happening and transpiring over in London and England uh, with the recent mm. passing of the Queen. And I understand that I think it was her funeral service actually um, being conducted today, actually, as we speak. That's um, right. So, um, so, yeah, it's definitely a relevant topic that many people are talking about. And we wanted to see if there is a way we could use um, her life and to see if we can uh, explore the spiritual dimension um, from from her leadership role as as queen, and so we're going to jump into that in just a few moments. But before we do that, we always like to um, kind of kick off our show with a world watch segment, and in a few moments we'll be um, giving out a free book or free book offer as we do in every show. And so today, Pastor Ricardo, I thought um, today's uh, world watch segment is a little bit, I guess, lighter than what we would normally hear in this asp- <laughs> in this time. Um, we tend to look at, I guess, some big picture events that are unfolding in our world today. And, but today's article, I thought it was a bit of a, a lighter read. And, um, but it's, I thought I'd like to share with our viewers today. And so our article is entitled, um, Adventist Taxi Driver Rewarded for His Honesty. And this was taken from, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Adventist, uh, church publication. Um, off the website record.adventistchurch.com. And so this was written by uh, just a few days ago, September 6th. And so, yeah, just wanted to share with our listeners, um, it's a very heartwarming story, I guess. And I guess uh, it really shows that um, we'll, we'll listen to the story and we'll let uh, the, the man speak for himself. And so, yeah, the article's entitled Adventist Taxi Driver Rewarded for His Honesty. And I'll just read the article. It's only a very short one. It says here, um, Udaya Seven-Day Adventist Church member, Samuela Namasia was recently featured in the Fiji Sun for his honesty. 
Working as a tax driver to save money for his student tuition, the 24-year-old noticed that one of his passengers had dropped their wallet containing 440 Fijian dollars worth of cash on the floor of his car. Without hesitation, Samuela drove back to the house of the owner of the wallet, finding him outside with his wife searching for it in the street by the house. The couple was overjoyed when he handed back their wallet with the cash inside cash inside. His kind deed didn't go unnoticed with Fiji National University offering to pay for his tuition for the semester after seeing his story featured in the Fiji Sun. Mr. Namasia is a second year student studying a Bachelor of Education, majoring in mathematics and physics at the Natabua, I believe that is pronounced, campus. And here is uh, Mrs. Namasia, uh, Pastor Ricardo. He says this, quote, I was informed that I will not have to pay my fees for the next semester. This semester, I was not going to attend school because I am not able to pay for my fees, end of quote. He goes on to say, I was going to work and save money and then go back to school, but God works in mysterious ways, he added. Samuela thanked his parents for teaching him honesty in all circumstances. And Mr. Namasias goes on to say, quote, My parents taught me the importance of telling the truth and being honest. They always told me to tell the truth, even if it means getting a beating, because the truth always sets a person free. He goes on to say, I thank God for this opportunity because no one at home works and no one is there to pay my fees and rent, he said. And then he goes on to say, lastly, I thank God because at times he tests us in every little thing we do. I did not know that after what I did, it would open doors for us. End of the article. So what do you think, Pastor Ricardo? What a beautiful story of a, a man's honesty and how uh, it ended up blessing his own life. It's a nice story indeed. Uh, I'm sure that nothing goes unnoticed by, uh, by God. And uh, we will be rewarded either in this life or in the life to come. But uh, I'm sure that the, the taxi driver didn't do that uh, with the intention of getting a reward, but it's nice to, to be rewarded as well. And uh, worth imitating for sure. Yeah. I was just thinking how he talked about this idea of it being a test. And um, like, like you were just saying earlier, Pastor Ricardo, he probably didn't think of it a test. He was just, I guess he was just doing what he thought the, the right thing to do. Uh, in yeah. that situation, but I thought I'd just read a text on on this because I, I this text came to my mind, Pastor Ricardo, in James one and verse uh, two. It says, "It goes, consider it pure pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance." And it goes on there in James one, but uh, yeah, he he kind of saw it as a test, I guess, and he didn't think it was a test at the time, um, but. You know, because of his generosity, I, I guess in his honesty, and um, you know, it said that the Fiji Sun, the, I guess it was the, the national paper there, got wind of it, mm-hmm. and uh, they reached out to Samuela and offered to pay um, his tuition for the sec for that semester. Mm. So yeah, it's just a wonderful story that you know, despite the some of the things that are happening around our world, there are little glimpses of you know people's people's um how god is blessing and you know i would like yes. to kind of say yes I, I believe that god was behind that 
And um, <laughs> I found it very humorous. You know, he quoted here in the article talking about how his parents taught him the importance of telling the truth. You know, even if he would <laughs> get a beating <laughs> yeah. uh, to today's culture, that <laughs> I guess it would be frowned upon, or more than frowned upon, it's actually a serious thing these days. But <laughs> I remember growing up, you know, um, you know, my parents were definitely one to um, not spe- not spare the rod, if I could use that term. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just thought it'd be a bit of a light story, light article to share with our listeners out there. And, uh, you know, there is a young man in Fiji right now as we speak, um, you know, and he's getting his whole semester um, paid for because of his little act of honesty. And, um, yeah, so so God bless this uh, gentleman, Samuel. I hope he's doing well um, with uh, his, his studies. Um, yes, integrity is something that is rarely seen these days. Yeah, very yeah, very true. You know, I was listening, um, Pastor Ricardo, to um, – I listened to, you know, a podcast the other day, and uh, this, this, the guy was saying about just what you were saying about integrity. He said – Something along the lines he was saying um, about being being authentic and just walking with integrity with yourself. And he was saying something along the lines of, you know, integrity is just keeping the promises you make to yourself and just knowing that you are doing what you have promised yourself to do. And I, I really like that way of it because he wasn't making promises to other people and just living a life of integrity for other people to see, but his own I guess, um, his own values and his own standard that he had set. And he knew whether he was doing that or not. Yes. So, um, even if no one else is. Yeah, watching. even, yeah. And, and that, yeah, you've probably heard that before as well, Pastor Crowdy, you know, like a test of a person's character is, you know, what, what that person does when no one's watching, you know. And yeah. uh, I think that was kind of the sentiment. And I really like that because, um, I guess he was just talking about, yeah, just in our daily walk is um, just keeping, just being honest and true in the, the little things. And certainly for Samuela, you know, he could have held on to that money and, you know, who knows, but but he did the right thing he, and he did, I, I guess, a biblical thing is, is being honest. And um, he he puts it down to God. And I'd like to say, I'd like to agree with Samuela, yeah, that God actually, um, I believe, was, was able to work behind the scenes there. And look at him now, he's got his whole semester yeah. paid for, for his tuition. <laughs> So, um, awesome. yeah. So, yeah. So I just thought <clears throat> just a bit of a light, um, article for today, uh, for you, for our listeners out there. Um, so, um, so yeah, hope you enjoyed it. We're going to just, uh, give our free book offer at this time and then we're going to go to some music in just a few moments. So our free book offer for our listeners out there, if you're tuning in and you're a regular listener, you know that each and every day here on Drive Time, we promote a free book, um, offer. And so today's book and for the rest of the week, we are offering a book called to build a life from blueprint to turnkey. And the author is Luke B. Hyman. And he basically Luke Hyman, he says here in these little bios, he, he says that he was a Bible believing Christian, but um, he said that money and success were his gods, but he didn't really know it. And he said he, he finally realized he didn't have love, joy and peace. And he wondered what life would be like if he did. And so what, Luke says in his book is that he gave God 30 days to kind of let him know why he didn't have them and how to get it. And so, as Luke would say, God is in the business of answering sincere questions. And Luke didn't find the answer overnight, but what he had been searching for in all the wrong places was as plain as day once he left, let God reconstruct his life. And so we want to give that 
um, book as a free offer to you, our listeners out there today. If you would like a free copy of the book, uh, to build a life from blueprint to turnkey, why don't you text us? Uh, the code word is SA73 to the number 04888880811. And once again, the code word is SA73, no spaces between that. And, uh, text that through to 04888 80811 and our friendly bots will get in touch with you and uh, get your details and we'll be able to get that book out to you as soon as we can and we'll probably we'll promote the book offer one more time uh, before the end of the show so please uh, s- tune in and we'll give you another chance to respond to that book offer and so right now we're going to go to some music now um, here is Janine Orwa Won't You Go and uh, please stay tuned we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to Faith FM Drive Time
helpless and set captives free To carry the broken and bandage their wounds To tell all my children that I'm coming soon Won't you go? Listening to Faith FM Drive Time Beer Q&A That is, was Won't You Go by Janine Aura Or Janine Harris at the, actually at the moment And she's a very good friend of mine And she's a, one of our church family here Paravista Church And so you're back now And we are going on with our theme for this week Here on Drive Time Beer Q&A The theme for this week which we're starting today Is Elizabeth Spiritual Lessons from a contemporary queen. And today, Pastor Ricardo and I are looking at the specific topic, regal habits. Are they just for royals? And Pastor Ricardo is a pastor here in South Australia as well. Pastor Ricardo, thank you for joining in. And uh, just to let our listeners know, you are tuning in uh, from your device um, where you are at the moment here out in Adelaide. <laughs> Not able to make it in the studio, but we thank God for technology as you're able to uh, share from Amen. where you are right now. So uh, thank you, uh, Pastor Ricardo. And we just want to... Welcome you once again uh, to share with us today. So, Pastor Ricardo, we're looking at the, obviously we're looking at the life of Queen Elizabeth for this whole week. And um, today you and I, we're going to be looking at the specific question or the topic about regal habits. And uh, are they just for royals? So, Pastor Ricardo, I'm going to pass the time to you and uh, I might, you know, we might just share a bit here and there. Um, so, why don't you walk us through, how can we look at this idea of the habits, I guess, that were exemplified um, in the life of Queen Elizabeth, uh, in in some of her, yeah, just just the way she carried herself, things that we can, I guess, glean from her, and uh, are they just for people like herself, you know, in the mm. public eye, or is or is it maybe a bit more applicable, I guess, to to all of us? Mm-hmm. Having good morals is it just for kings and queens, or is it for everybody? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, yes, uh, today, as you mentioned, Monday the nineteenth is the day of the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II in the UK. She was born in 1926 and passed away, as we all know, in 2022 this year. So she got to live 96 years. Now I read an article by Brian Koslowski in the AARP, that is the American Association of Retired Persons. September 30, 2020. The title of the article is Life Lessons from Queen Elizabeth II. Um, The article says, as Groucho Marx, an American comedian, once said, anyone can get old, all you have to do is to live long enough. (laughs) That sounds obvious, right? So living long is one thing, but aging well is a complete different thing. And I think that something that uh, Queen Elizabeth II managed to do well, yeah, 
At her 96 years of age, she was the longest reigning monarch in British history, as we all know. And she did it well. Yeah. According to this article, um, this is a fact that cannot be attributed entirely to either genetics or privilege. The fact that she uh, lived long and had a, you know, uh, he, she aged well. Yeah. Uh, the author of this article says, I spent more than a year investigating the mystery of her resilience for my new book, Long Live the Queen. Uh, here are just a few of the secrets I discovered. And he shares in this article 10 secrets uh, that he, you know, he could, he was able to observe in the life of Queen Elizabeth II. So um, I would like to compare these secrets to some of the biblical teachings, and I'll try to cover uh, seven or eight of these secrets before the break and see how we go. All right. So uh, the first of these secrets is recharge your willpower. All right. Recharge your willpower. Um, Elizabeth II's self-control appeared limitless. That's what I'm reading what the article says. Right. Elizabeth II, uh, her self-control appeared limitless because she took time to replenish it. That's what the article says. So grasping, as research shows, that willpower is akin to a battery that requires routine recharging. Uh, And it goes on to say, tea time was that crucial interval for the queen, a sacred break in her hectic day when she rested for a quiet hour with a fragrant pot of Earl Grey or Darjeeling and something sugary. (laughs) (laughs) So it it is clear, right, from, from what it says here that she took her you know, breaks yeah. in her um, busy schedule. Um, what does the Bible say about taking breaks? You know, what do we do with a burdened life? Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, that's Jesus talking, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Do you yeah. think rest is important? Will. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just, I was just uh, reflecting on some of the you know scriptural par- passages that talk about rest. And I guess you you shared one of the most beautiful passages that Jesus talks about. But I think just like for me and yourself, Pastor Ricardo, we're pastors. Uh, you know, ministry can be very, um, very demanding and very taxing Easy. on the body. And so I guess. I guess God has instituted, I guess, uh, a day where we can rest. I was thinking, I guess, initially of the Sabbath, really, a day of rest. So one every seventh day that uh, God commands us to to just set aside our secular pursuits and to just to refresh, re- reinvigorate our, ourselves, time for family, time for, for worship and whatnot. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, definitely there is a very, very clear uh, biblical um, principle there about well, the article says recharge your willpower. Yeah. So, um, you know, and yes, certainly. Um, God, another thing is, Pastor Ricardo, you know, God knows us. He, he knows the way our, our bodies, you know, he created us. He created our bodies and how it, the function. And, you know, I believe God knew that, you know, he knew that we needed time out to, to rest and, and to, you know, exactly. recharge ourselves. So, yeah, I definitely see a biblical, um, correlation there. Definitely. And he knows us because he made us. 
Yeah. It's just when you, for example, buy a washing machine, you get the machine with the the the, the owner's manual. Yeah. You know, for you to take care of it. Uh, and that was written by uh, the manufacturer because they know exactly how to keep that machine going, you know, running well. Yeah. Exactly. In the same way, God made us. And so he knows that we need rest. Yes. And he gave us that rest. I like what it says in Hebrews 4, verses 9 to 11. It says there, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Right. Let us therefore, says verse 11, be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Right. Um, so, yes, God knows that we need to take time out to, yeah. to have a rest. And that's why he gave us um, the seventh day to replenish to re-energize, you know, to reconnect with God in a special way. Yeah. Then in Psalm 127, verse 2, and I like the New English translation here, it says, It is vain for you to rise early, come home late, and work so hard for, for your food. Yeah. Yes, He provides for those whom He loves, even when they sleep. Wow. Uh, even when we sleep, God is providing for us. He's taking care of us. So yeah. um, we must take a break, you know, because it's good for us, and we must do it trusting that God is um, taking care of us. Yeah. So um, that's the first secret, right? To take time out. Yeah. To recharge uh, our spirits. The second secret, according to this writer, Stick to a schedule. Um, so basically what it says is that uh, from, from her first day as queen, Queen Elizabeth calmed her mind by following a strict daily regime, ending each day by writing in her journal. Interesting. Yeah. You would have thought that someone as busy as, as the queen would not have time to write a journal or, you know, take time out. Yeah. But it's so important because it actually helps you go on more effectively. Yeah. Uh, in the Bible, we find in Ecclesiastes 3, um, verses 1 to 8, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, it says, for everything there, uh, sorry, for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, and so it goes on. There is a time for everything. Yeah. If we don't have that balance in our lives, then we're going to suffer. We're going to have a burden. And we need to keep our lives balanced. There's time for everything, and everything has a time in life. A lot yeah. of people despair because, you know, uh, young people, I uh, haven't found, uh, you know, uh, um, a person to date, and I'm getting old, you know. 
there is a time for everything. Yeah. If we trust God, He will give us a time for everything that we must do in in our lives. Yeah. I, I like. And, yeah. I, I like the article, yes, yes, Pastor yes. Ricardi, because it says here, you know, from her first day as Queen Elizabeth, she calmed her mind by following a strict daily regimen, ending each day by writing in her journal. I guess mm. what I get out of that is as well, um, for not only Queen Elizabeth, but, um, you know, just, just, um, just life in general. We're so busy. And, um, I, I find that, um, if you have, a, I guess, a routine, and it sounds like by this mm-hmm. article, it says here that she would end each day by writing in her journal. And I've heard, mm-hmm. you know, various people over the years talk about the benefits of journal, whether it's tracking your progress, whether it's, you know, finding inspiration, um, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, like sometimes people have gratitude journals um, where they're just writing something uh, that they're grateful for each day or perhaps they start that in the morning. And I think that because we're creatures of habit, that if we're every day is something different and we're not in some type of routine, I guess it just, mm-hmm. it just, uh, I guess builds up the, that kind of stress or just not knowing how to attack the day, not knowing how to start the day. And I think there's a principle there as well, Pastor Ricardo, because you know, for instance, when you read the Gospel of Mark, mm-hmm. um, it talks about in chapter one how Jesus, you know, he'd spend time, you know, alone in, in prayer. And I think it's Mark one sure. and verse 35, you know, he'd spend, you know, the early hours of the morning, um, spending time in prayer. And so, um, I think for, for Queen Elizabeth, um, you know, uh, to, we're talking today about these ideas of, you know, regal habits. Um, I think for anyone, I think that is something that could be applicable, right? I mean, cause we all are busy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some type of, you know, schedule that you have. And, you know, I was reading a book recently, um, different leaders and how they kind of start their morning. And it's very interesting, uh, Pastor Ricardo, how, you know, particularly like high achievers, people who are very, I guess, successful and are in the secular world, they seem mm-hmm. to be very intentional about how they start their day, how mm-hmm. they start their mornings. I think there was a book released um, just not long ago. I forgot the author, but the title was um, Win the Day or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like, yeah, like especially for, you know, the late Queen Elizabeth, you know, she had a schedule. And, um, of course, I mean, you think about her life and all of the appointments and everything she had to fit in, you know. I mean, like everyone else, I think about a week or so ago when, you know, the news broke of her passing and I was, you know, they'll just, um, you know, the news and, you know, all the news that morning, they were just showing footage of her life basically. And, you know, I was turning to my wife and I said, wow, what a, she must have been one very, very busy woman. I mean, just so many appointments. And so, um, yeah, to think that she had her, she found, I guess, strength in uh, writing in her journal, it, it must have, because the article says it's how she calmed her mind. And so, yeah, very interesting that um, mm. for her, um, her level of, I guess, of how busy she was, she would find the time each day to write in a journal. That's, yeah, it's very good to exactly. know. And and having a strict set schedule, uh for some people, that would be stressing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I like it where it says here, Elizabeth calmed her mind yeah. by following a strict regime. Yeah. Um, it actually it calms your mind because if you have everything organized, yeah, it doesn't become stressful. So she was a very well-organized lady. Yes. Uh, and it goes according uh, to the Word of God. It goes well with the Word of God. Yeah. In First Corinthians fourteen forty, God says, "But all things should be done decently 
and in order. order. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so important. I'm going to share um, a few more verses yeah, with you, listeners. Uh, Ephesians 5, 15 to 17 says, Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. See? Making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, mm-hmm. do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. All right. So, making the best use of your time. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Then uh, in Matthew 6.33, a very important principle here, in the words of Jesus, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. Um, so those two concept, concepts, and uh, making the best use of our time, but always placing God first. Yeah. Um, good. Because we may worry too much, right, about the things that we need, but God first, then the rest. Yeah. Um, and, and, and about the custom of Queen Elizabeth, uh, about writing journals. Yeah. Psalm 102 verse 18 says, let this be recorded for a generation to come so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. How important that is. You know, uh, it's, it's almost like saying, uh, you know, Lord, don't let me die until I have passed on my, you know, what I've learned from you, you know, onto the yeah, next yeah. generation. Yeah, absolutely. Writing a journal. So keeping a strict ske- uh, schedule, that was uh, the second secret, Yeah, apparently, for Queen Elizabeth. The third one is develop your sense of purpose. I really uh, like this. Yeah. The queen lived for something larger than herself, and that was her country. Studies show having a dedicated cause strengthens the immune system and reduces one's risk of Alzheimer's. Wow. Living for something higher than yourself. In her case, it was her country. But for every Christian, Colossians 3, 23 to 24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord. Yes. Not for men. Knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. What a principle. Imagine if, you know, every church member would have this principle in mind when, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, running an office in church, when, uh, you know, taking care of uh, the, uh, what's the word, um, on the business of the church or anything related to church, if you would do it as if you would be serving God, not people, yeah, how different that would be, right? Yeah. I like that concept. It's similar to what Paul said, also the same Paul said in Galatians 1.10. He said, I, uh, no, that's a question actually. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Um, yeah. So he sounded so like someone who really, very deep uh, convictions of from the Apostle Paul. Very, very intentional and very purposeful, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, because he, he doesn't say it once, but he repeated that same concept. 
And so uh, in the same way that, you know, serving her country kept the queen going, that sense of purpose for a Christian, you don't have to be a king or a queen, but for a Christian, whatever you do, if you, you know, if you keep in mind that you're doing that for the Lord, then how many people would stop complaining? How many people will start doing their best? Yeah. You know, because you're, you're doing that for the Lord. Yeah. So I really love that concept. Develop your sense of purpose. And the purpose for a Christian is God himself. Yeah. Amen. Let's see. Secret number four. Serve others. Uh, the patron of hundreds of charities. Queen Elizabeth II believed that giving herself to good causes can do, quote-unquote, as much as anything to help me put my own worries into perspective, end quote. Her reward was an infusion of an anti-inflammatory hormone. Wow. By serving others. Is that a biblical principle as well? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Let's share with our listeners a, a few verses. Um, Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. If we do not give up, yeah. because sometimes we don't see the results. When we do good, we receive evil sometimes. Yeah. But uh, interesting, right? Don't give up doing good. And, and I like the article here. It says here on the article as well, mm -hmm. Pastor Ricardo, she says, uh, it says here that uh, Queen Elizabeth, um, the late Queen Elizabeth II, she believed giving herself to good causes can do quite as much as anything uh, mm -hmm. to help me put my own worries into perspective. Yeah. Uh, end of quote. And I think, I think what she's getting at is when we serve others, um, you know, um, we realize that especially when we serve others who are in need, we realize that there is always someone out there um, that is, uh, I guess, less fortunate than ourselves. And so True. in some ways, I guess from her perspective, you know, she was a queen of England and she traveled the world and obviously she would have seen some, you know, parts of the world and, and pe you know, people in poverty, people who are very, you know, sick. And, you know, she would have seen a, a lot in her time. And mm -hmm. I love how she put it. You know, to me, she sounded very humble here. She said, you know, helps her put her own worries. So, and I think that's mm -hmm. what serving does, doesn't it? It's, you know, when we serve yeah. others, um, that, um, it makes us, I guess, more appreciative of, of yeah. what we have. Um, so I love how she, um, was able to have mm -hmm. that sense of, uh, how could I put it? I guess she was level headed. She, I guess, didn't, Mm -hmm. Let her status, I guess, get in the way of 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 her True. service, and um, and you know, like I, as I was saying earlier, Pastor Ricardo, just watching, I guess, footage of her when she, I guess, she first arrived in Australia, when she came on a tour, in 1954. You know, that seemed like a lifetime ago, in just all those years, 70 plus years of serving, and you know. Being in the limelight and the spotlight um, really is a testament to her consistency and her nature as a person. Um, and definitely, mm. it says here, as you were just saying, service was part of her habit. She uh, she would yes. give of her time and her, and her means and her to to charities and you know supporting other you know people who are less in need. So um, 
So, yeah, very good. She served others, which mm-hmm. is a big part. And I think, because we're talking today about these habits that the Queen had and, you know, are they for mm-hmm. royals? And I guess what we're hearing, what I'm hearing is, Pastor Ricardo, that these habits, are we can all incorporate yeah. them. We can all serve for others. everyone. Yeah, exactly. So, how about we you share one more? Yeah. yeah. So, um, Pastor Ricardo, I'm just mindful of the time. How about you share number five and we'll go to a quick break and then we'll come back for the last few, Okay. Okay, let's do that then. Yeah. So number five is sweeten the self talk. What, what was that? Uh, sweeten the self talk. Okay. Self talk. <laughs> so when you when you uh, when you think your own thoughts, sweeten them. Right. Uh, she said this. I find that I can often put things out of my mind which are disagreeable. The Queen once said that uh, so-called purposeful repressors, people who consciously dial down or lessen the amount of negative mind chatter or negative thoughts, they benefit from a kind of psychological armor. As Queen Elizabeth II observed at one point, she said, the trouble with gloom is that it feeds upon itself. Wow. Wow. Uh Very insightful. So, um, does the Bible say something about negative thoughts? Of course. Yeah, Absolutely. James three fourteen fifteen says, But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it's but is earthly and spiritual and of the devil. Um, another biblical principle is found in Philippians four eight. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, is you know, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Even our thoughts have an influence uh, uh, on us. Wow. Psalm 19.14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, that is another way of saying my thoughts, right? And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. How many times do we think that God is actually listening to our thoughts? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting how David puts it, you know, let my thoughts be acceptable in your heart, not just my actions, but my thoughts. Yeah. And finally, Colossians 3, 2, before the break, says, set your minds on things that are above. Above, yeah. Not on things that are on earth. Amen. You know, I think that when we think about eternal things, it distracts our minds from the gloomy stuff that happens all around us and reminds us of the brighter future that is awaiting us when Jesus comes the second time. So let's take care of our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, That seemed to work for Queen Elizabeth as well. Amen. Hey, Pastor Ricardo, uh, loving what you've been sharing with us. This is a very relevant article for us to get a bit of a perspective on her life and how we can, I guess, adopt and apply some of these principles to our own life. So, mm-hmm. so Pastor Ricardo, we're just going to have to pause just for a few minutes. Um, we're going to just go to a song, but before we do that, just like to promote our free book offer once again. The book that we are offering to our listeners out there today and for the rest of the week is entitled To Build a Life. From Blueprint to Turnkey by author Luke Hyman. And so essentially what it is, it's basically a testimony about uh, Luke's life. 
Um, he was a Bible-believing Christian, but he allowed money and success, he says, were his gods, and he didn't know how to get out of it. So it's really a, a beautiful testimony of how God basically gave God a 30-day I guess, test to, for God to intervene in his life and praise God. He was able to, um, he wants to share his story, how God changed his life, um, in that area. So if you'd like a free copy of, uh, to build a life, please text the code word here to, uh, to the studio, SA73. That's SA73, uh, to, our number here is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Uh once again the code word SA seven three to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one and our friendly bot will get in touch with you and uh we'll get that book to you as soon as we can. So we'll just go to some music. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time uh big QA. Little bird, don't fly so low You were made to soar This I do know But your wings are tired Bruising, clipped by nasty winds Winter's coming, food is scarce Friends are few and money spares
doesn't cost much Get caught in choice, they never fall Without him knowing as such My friend, you were more than many sparrows If a sparrow means so much to him How much more you were A Bethlehem birth and a love That would die One penny buys you two sparrows This little bird doesn't cost much Yet God ensures Little Bird by Janine Harris. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. We are on the tail end of our show today. We've got about eight, nine minutes. Pastor Will here and my co-host, Pastor Ricardo Sheffer, who is online uh, at this very minute. Pastor Ricardo, we just have a, a few minutes to go. I know you were up to number five when we're looking at this topic uh about Queen Elizabeth. So yeah. um, in the little time we have, uh, we're talking about our topic today, Regal Habits. Are they just for royals? Um, why don't you walk us through the remainder few and then uh, yep. we'll wrap up a program. But before I do that, just a very uh, quick shout out, uh, Pastor Ricardo, just in the break. We've had uh, a couple of people um, uh, text in the studio for a free book offer. That's Carol and Michael. So I just want to say to Carol and Michael out there listening, thank you for tuning in. We get that book out to you as soon as we can. And so go ahead, Pastor Ricardo, uh, walk us through the, the remaining um, uh, habits All from right. this article. We'll do our best with the remaining time. <laughs> uh, so number six, secret number six, brush aside vanity. Don't listen to things that are not even important, in other right. words. Uh, from the beginning of her reign, the queen made a deliberate effort to practice what behavioral psychologists call self-distancing. Right. She was able, with a complete lack of vanity, to come through a daily onslaught of personal stories in the tabloids and still remain a detached. Right and frequently amused spectator. Um, it reminds me of what Jesus, how Jesus behaved before the Sanhedrin when he was uh, falsely accused of all things. Uh, in Matthew 26, verses 59 to 64, that's the story. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it says there that they brought false witnesses, and they said things that Jesus actually didn't say. They, you know, they mixed the truth with the errors with lies, and uh, when they said that, um, verse 62 says, then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. That's what, that, that's what uh, verse 63 says. Right. So um, Jesus didn't pay attention to things that are worthless. Yeah. But when it was time to speak, to speak up, he did. Because if we continue reading, it says, The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Through that question or request, he could not remain silent. And that's why 60, verse 64 says, Jesus said, you have said so. Interesting. So Jesus yeah. pays attention to it, the things that are important, 
but he doesn't pay attention to, you know, to gossip or to the things that are not important. Right. We should do the same and we will live longer, I guess. Yeah. Um, now, secret number seven, never stop playing, never stop having fun. Yeah, good Elizabeth one. II, it says here, took the time almost every day to play as she loved as uh, she loved to as a child, specifically with horses. Yes. Doing so kept her muscles active and her mind remarkably agile, thanks to play's unique ability to suspend the brain in a youthful, flexible state. Wow. Um, again, the Bible backs it up. I'll just read three quick short verses. Proverbs fifteen thirteen: A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs seventeen twenty two: A joyful heart is good medicine. Yeah, good but medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. It's good to be happy, right? Yeah. I just wonder, Pastor Ricardo, how she um, kept that in her later years. It'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, keep that. She smiles a lot. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> you know. And then Proverbs fourteen thirty: A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Uh, uh, jealousy, for example, says here is like cancer in the bones. So, a good positive attitude. Yeah. Never stop playing. Have fun. Uh, relax. You know, that, that has an impact on our health. Yeah. Secret number eight, keep the faith. Uh, according to this article, Queen Elizabeth II went to church weekly and she prayed every night before going to bed. Right. So, you know, whatever worries the world through and her, she believed there was a higher throne on which to lay them. Yeah. And I like that because First Peter five seven says, "Cast all your anxiety on Him, right. because He cares for you." Wonderful, very important. So we have a higher being, a God who yeah. loves us. We can cast all our cares upon Him. Yes. Secret number nine: Be open to change. Um, yeah, that's that's what she displayed as yes. well in her life. Yes. She said, "Change has become a constant." Uh, she mm-hmm. said that in two thousand and two. The way we embrace it, she said, defines our future. Yeah, beautiful. Um, it's important that we are flexible, that we learn to to, lead, to let God uh, lead our lives. Uh, in Proverbs nineteen twenty one, it says, "Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand." Yes. So we can present before God our plans, but always let your will be done according to. Uh, what Jesus said when he was in Gethsemane, no? Yeah. He said, uh, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be, be done. done. Yeah. That should be the same attitude for us. And also we learned from Moses when he was doing everything by himself. He was judging. He was, you know, interviewing all these people with their problems. And then his father-in-law comes and says, what are you doing? <laughs> you should delegate. And instead of saying, uh, you know, Moses could have said, I'm the leader, don't tell me what to do. He said, um, you know, he pretty much thanked him and, and did as the advice was. And and it went well for him. So we, we should be open to change. Yeah. And finally, cherish your crowning years. If you're getting older, um, be positive. It says, Elizabeth II smiled more in her later years and was more warmly approachable than ever. All Amen. of this supports 
the scientific phenomenon known as the U-bend of life, the discovery that the world's happiest people tend to be those who are in their 80s and beyond. Um, interesting here. Uh, Job 12, 12 says, Wisdom is with the aged and understanding in length of days. And finally, one more verse, Psalm 71, 18. It says, So even the old age and gray hairs, O God, um, sorry, it says, So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those who, to come. So um, if you're old, pass on the knowledge of God to others. So these were some of the Queen's secrets for aging well and happily. These secrets and many more are found in the Bible. Um, of course, we didn't mention her beloved Welsh corgis. Uh, it's been said that having a pet has benefits for your life, but right. we know that God created everything <laughs> yeah. at the beginning for our own good and delight. So, um, dear listeners, do you want to live longer? Read your Bible and follow what it says. Amen. Amen. Thank, Amen. thank you so much, Pastor Ricardo, um, for sharing uh, life lessons from, from the late Queen Elizabeth II. And I'm sure that our listeners out there were able to hopefully adopt some of those um, principles and habits into their life. And so thank you so much for, um, for calling in, Pastor Ricardo, and sharing. Uh, we really uh, appreciate your, um, your sharing today. Well, look, our time's up for today. Uh, please tune in tomorrow as Gary and Eric, they're going to look at the topic, how important were spiritual foundations? And uh, we alluded to some of these uh, today in our article today, but um, Gary and Eric are going to open that a bit more. How important were spiritual foundations? So please tune in tomorrow. But until then, we leave you with the words of Jesus. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May God bless you and we'll see you next time. 